When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Surprise, motherfucker. Who the fuck is that guy? You understood it. You fucking asked me that. Well, fuck you, you can try. You're gonna say like that. You're busting up to the stand-up. Are you talking about the same Eddie I was talking about? Amazing. Eddie Johnson. Fuck yeah. yeah. This is what you used to sing every morning. That, and adding that to the, to the intro. Don't you singing it and the real tune. Motherfucking day. Classic. You used, used to come in. You used to come every morning and go. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Motherfucking day. This is every, that's what I used to say. Yeah, I'd have to start my day. I'd be phoning him up every morning, like when we wake up. And I Eddie, Eddie, you can't start the day like that. He went, fuck yeah. I used to say it every morning. I used to say, Eddie, you've not scored in a wee bit. What's your thoughts? And he just went, fuck yeah. <laughs> Why are we so good at it? <laughs> That's the reason I'm applying. Spent that, you know, my upbringing was, you know, running away from the police. <laughs> so, I'm going up to you and go, Kev. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the revamped new look Kevin McNaughton show. It is no longer crazy football as we know. This is Super Kevin Scripted, and this is Series 2, Episode Number 1. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home 
to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications so you never miss a show. And of course, this podcast is now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. And you can find out, find this show, among others, at sportssocial.co.uk, including our little spanky website for the show. And uh, Super Kevin scripted, unique and different to all the other shows we do on the channel. In this series, we do not focus on one particular subject or just the guest career. All the questions, the topics are set by the people, nothing off limits, no censors, and most importantly, no scripts. And joining me, returning like a legend through the seas, across the world via satellite, it is none other than former Scotland international, ex-Aberdeen Bolton and Cardiff City defender, Super Kevin McNaughton. Welcome back, my friend. But first of all, I have one question and one question only for you, my friend, and that is, is it coming home? Is it? Fuck. <laughs> and see, if we were live now in front of an audience, the room would have erupted. <sighs> people would have been stamping. It would have been incredible. Coming home. That's it, mate. That's it. How it's not coming him. It's not coming him. <laughs> I'm in him. I'm, not even I'm good, mate. I'm very well. I'm very well. Just had the little break, recharge the batteries, and we're ready to go again. We're ready to rumble. Yes, indeed. We're going to mate. do it the old Navy way, mate. First one to die loses. Okay, there we go. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that um, you've got a slight advantage on me, seeing as I'm literally falling apart <laughs> as it is. <laughs> falling Think apart, it seems, mate. I'm, I'm the same, mate. Being held together by coffee and nicotine, well, mate. I'm being held together by plasticine, mate. The years of running up and down. Plasticine and cider. Yeah, that's a potent mixture. But my hips are in bits, mate. Hips are in bits. Shakira. If ever I heard it. I'm like the opposite scale of Shakira. <laughs> that's the new T-shirt. Super Kevin scripted. Hips are in bits. The hips, um, don't, the hips don't lie, mate. And they're in indeed. bits. Indeed. Uh, Donna Perry uh, says, you need to sort the live shows outside. Uh, I do have some news on that, which I cannot discuss at the, at the moment, uh, but I do need to discuss it with Kevin after the show, just to give tease the people, as it were, tease the people. But, um, you know, for any, for any new people to the show, um, this is not a structured show full of top-level interviewing. This is one hour of just random talking of whatever comes up, whatever comes into our minds. Random uh, yeah, particularly if we find it funny, we're even more likely to talk about it. But um, I forgot any guys in the chat. What's the chat feeling? We've got, a, we've got our old friend. We've got our old yeah. friend. Rob, Rob Boyle. He's yeah, we've got our old friend in his name. Surely. Sure, I just saw his name. There's a few people. I'm sure I just saw his name. Maybe I didn't. Oh, there he is. Rob Boyle. Get in the, he's got to get got to get in his box. Get him in his box. But um yes, mate. So you enjoyed your break then, your little uh little, I saw the new, little new break. guys. 
just had a little sabbatical. When uh, we're travelling the globe, trying to probably catch probably Corona. Yeah, probably should have done on. that. Got a backpack uh, on. Yeah, just to, that's what. I did. To be fair, I went camping North Wales. Beautiful, God's beautiful country. part of the beautiful part of the world. A place I can't even remember the name of it. Was that good? That's well, all, all the best places cannot be remembered. It was first thing, called Clank Fife, Both Gwyneth, Gogeredd, Talaraki, Talaraki, yeah, it's twins with Falaraki. Excellent, I like it. The um, do you know, as soon as we, as soon as we said, like, we were taking a break from this show, and literally like bombarded with messages and um just like comments on every show every video every post when's kev coming back when's super kevin scripted coming back it's a very popular well, show mate. people like now. it he's yeah he's back with a bang with a can back. of and he's better than ever that's with it a mate. can of old moat uh, no no our more new, i was going to say our new official sponsor see yeah it moved on from from gin series that was so series one so last come on, guys, move on with the times and the cider. Now, we're in this summer, we're into this summer months now. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> our cider. So, um, what did you what did you think of the Euros, mate? The Euros you were, were gonna fantastic. come, you were gonna pop in, weren't you, for one of the shows towards yeah. the end of the Euros, but it just didn't. Uh, well, that's when I was, a, that's, I was to be fair, I was working, but yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance, but um, yeah, it was good to enjoy the tournament. It was good to have Scotland there. We were there just briefly, make up the numbers, but it was fine. You we still enjoyed ourselves. So I know oh, there was a few stinkers in there as well, but we yeah, Turkey were bad. We certainly, oh yeah, we, had, we should, why didn't we get lucky and get Turkey in our group? Eh? Yeah, well, they um, I gotta say, why didn't we get lucky like that? And and Andy brought this up on the football on one of the shows actually. It was it was either Andy or it might have been Rodri. Um, said that would Scottish fans be frustrated that they played as well as they did against England, but then didn't really play that well, well in the first game? And England are game. shite. So, <laughs> realistically, we, sh- we should have humped them. No, should have been I, thought three, we were, I thought we were. I thought we were pretty poor that day. To be honest, we should have won two or three. Um, and we, we let ourselves down the other two games. Yeah, I thought. Uh, uh, I well, thought I've seen that Croatia, were, Croatia were a very good team. Croatia are good. I thought I just you thought the first game, game, yeah, first game you got. Didn't take your chances. Uh, yeah, it was just real but deflating I, that was a wee bit. Yeah, I do think Scotland are where Wales were about pre, like pre-Gary Speed, where they've got one or two absolute quality players and then they've got a lot of like I just think we've not got any world-class right, players. players. I think that's different. I think Wales are different because they've got a couple of world-class players. Yeah, like and Rob, they've got like a Rob decent squad. Good, I think Wales have they've got a decent squad, and then they've got one or two world-class players. Whereas Scotland, yeah. I think, I've got decent squad and a couple of guys who are teetering on being decent. Yeah, it's difficult, though, isn't it? Because you need those one or two, and I, I like Wales takes so much criticism. Like we should be sorry that Gareth Bale's Welsh or something or Aaron Ramsey's Welsh or whatever, but it's like every team has got those standout players. It's just... Yeah. The thing is, most of the, the best teams in the world have five, well, probably about seven or eight of them boys. Yeah. 
that's it, mate. I am, um, but yeah, I um, I enjoyed the Euros. I got to say, I was, I was, I was hoping Scotland were going to get through, like Wales, you know, just to the the first round of knockouts. Just for the banter, mate. Yes, that's it, mate. It was good fun. It was a good crack. Um, but we had a good, a good, a good time nonetheless. I enjoyed a lot of good games. Quite enjoyed a few of the games. Good, mate. It was good. Were you cheering good on England tournament. in the final? Oh yes, it's coming him. Coming him. Were you were you in tears, mate? I guess when the, when England lost the, the final. Of laughter, yes. <laughs> it was enjoyable. What do you... I can't like that. Nah, I, I don't. Did you, my daughter's should... English. Yeah. My daughter is English. She was like, yeah, "Oh, I want England to win." Daddy. You said, "Daddy." Daddy, England are going to win the World England, Cup. Daddy, England going to win the World Cup. You better not start speaking like that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Get she's... back to Glasgow. <laughs> Get... nah, the, um... Give you a Glasgow kiss. <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought they were all right. Um, I thought I I don't like this thing about the penalties um, and obviously the the abuse which follows. Like yeah. I just think I think it reflects really badly on the world generally and so particularly twitter but instagram as well but like it's just full of dicks and um that's a big there problem a for me there. like that's because the problem, there's a lot of dicks in the world gotta to win together and it, and what frustrates me is those same people who were like racially abusing um i've forgotten the guy's name who plays for arsenal but rashford and um sancho sacco like those same people who were racially abusing them, and even the people who weren't racially abusing them, but were just abusing them because they missed penalties. If they'd scored those penalties, they'd have been kissing their ass, telling them they're the greatest. Oh, you've made my life, blah blah blah. And that's what frustrates me. Like, apart from the obvious the racism and that, but like, yeah. it's just fickle, mate. Fickle, fickle dickheads. I think it's probably uh, the easiest way to uh, say it. Unfortunately, like so social media gives people like that. A platform to speak, so yeah, that's why my motto is mate never give knobheads a platform to speak. No, exactly. Well, there we go. well, well yeah, so I hold my hand up as well. There, Sorry. Yeah. hi, <laughs> we, 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 we create our own platform to speak. No yeah. one gives us one, we have to, we, we have to create our own little corner to have a have a yeah. have a, have a ramble. Um, talk yeah, so. Think Scot Scotland will qualify for the World Cup, mate? I'd hope so, but like, you just never know. Scotland, man. We just we always let ourselves down at some point, so I well my favourite one of my before sorry, go on, mate. The, normally before the tournament, but <laughs> um <laughs> we've we made it to last as long, if we can make it, that's us. That's a victory for us. If we get to a tournament, I, that's a victory. I would still like a World Cup or a Euros where Wales, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, we're all there. I just think that would be f phenomenal, particularly yeah. imagine, like, without COVID Wales regulations and, and stuff. Without whereby, as well. Yeah, well, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That'd be like, someone else, yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I had to actually talk about a team other than England on the BBC. Could you imagine that? Oh, mate, I gotta say, the shows, uh, the shows would be five minutes. They'd be like, "Oh yes, wheels are playing," then that goes straight to the game. In the defence of the B, not in the defence of the BBC, because no, I thought the no BBC's defense, uh, no coverage defense. was absolutely no. shocking. But what they did is, and I think they tried something new, is that when Wales played, you had BBC Wales and you had Gabby Yorath 
Ashley Williams, Robbie Savage and, and Mark Hughes. It was all a Welsh panel and they were all yeah. very biased for Wales. But like, I don't, and I'm assuming they did the same for BBC Scotland and obviously England was throughout yeah. the tournament. Jimmy Cranky. But Jimmy Cranky was it. Jimmy and, um, Cranky was on, Billy Conley was on. Ah, excellent. Uh, all the big names. I think who else was on? Frankie, Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle came on for a presenting. He's presenting. But he had to be dragged um, off. The, yeah. um, the problem is, I, I think I could see what they were trying to do because there's been complaints previously, just, isn't there, about it being a bit too pre, yeah, like, just like, the, almost the like the England and uh, yeah. the UK thing. But also, I think in a tournament like that, people want to they want to hear about the other team. They want to hear about the team they're playing yes, against. They so like when Wales were playing Turkey. I want to know whose Turkey's danger men are and and what you know how were they in qualification and stuff like that and they just spend like thirty seconds on it and it's just. So it's yeah, it would take a, a good ten seconds to highlight Turkey's danger men. Well, but, but you know what I mean, don't you? Like, oh, and for like, if Portugal are playing in that group of death, Portugal will play Germany, and um, and you're like, the what Germans. a game, what a game, what two two historical juggernauts of international yep. football one of them's the champions of europe already and they've got the best player in the world or one of the best players in the world and then at half time they're talking about the england game which is on in two days and i'm like no it's coming here like, it's it's so frustrating and i and i thought that was really poor because like if you're watching portugal versus germany you want to you just want to enjoy the, the festivities man yeah just want to see yeah. goals you want to just hear about ronaldo how many setups yeah. he's done with his son in the gym this morning? Well, I'd rather hear that, like that. than, no, than repeat that. the same video interviews that they've been repeating on because yeah, it's on every day. You have the same interviews all the time. I just thought it was a bit poor. Um, but in what I was saying is, in defence of the BBC, yes, of course, as like in, you know, in the final, it was unbearable watching BBC because it was like so pro England oh, during I, the game. I genuinely, like, that's a problem I'd, for me. I'd put it on. Um, thinking the game was an hour earlier because the, the actual show started two hours before the game. I, was oh, thinking, right, yeah. I, I switched on. I was thinking to myself, listen, oh, hurry up for this game to kick off. I thought it was genuinely sitting there for an hour and then yeah. I realised there was another hour to the actual game. I was like, oh my God, I've got to listen to these guys talk pish. <laughs> for, I mean, it's, it's horrific. Commentators, mate. See, I, I, I understand that from Ian Wright. Like, I don't, like I've got I understand it from them. Like, and I, I wouldn't mind it if they won. It's just the fact that we need to listen to it constantly mm. all the time. But like, I if if I'm watching international football and England are playing in a in a semi final or a final, I'm expecting Ian Wright as a pundit or Rio Ferdinand as a pundit or Alan Shearer. They're going to be a bit like skewed towards England. I get that. Yep. But when I'm watching the commentary. I expect Sam Matface, Sam Matface, or whoever, who's mm -hmm. commentating on that game, telling me what's going on in the game. They've yeah. got to be like down the middle. They have to be, otherwise they just it's bullshit, mate. That that annoyed me a lot. I've got to say, um, the most. I don't really see when it's World Cup. I don't relax until England are knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> God, you must have been stressed all the way through the Euros. Well, the Euros, like I try to. Play the Euros down a little bit more. Yeah, the World Cup, imagine rate. that. It's like the Europa League, isn't it? Oh my god. Second rate. Doesn't matter. Oh, 
Can you imagine they got to the World Cup final? Jeez, I mean, oh man. I think um, oh. I think England, England got a good chance, unfortunately. Um, it is where it Don't, is, though, mate. No, I swear, um, as soon as they go out, mate, I'm like that. <sighs> you, you can breathe for another four years. But what are we going to do when, when it's every two years, like now? I'm going to relax and enjoy the tournament years. now. And just enjoy it. <laughs> um, John Perry says, are you watching the Olympics? I am at this moment in time, no, because we're doing a show, but, but I generally. have watched them. Have so what do you make? Them. Um, we mentioned about assholes and platforms. What do you make of uh, Piers Morgan? Uh, so you had the she a gymnast, I believe she is, uh, Simone Biles. Uh, she's a previous gold medal winner. Um, she pulled out of Thursday's final um, okay. for one of the events she was in, and she cited mental health issues, uh, anxiety, and like. It was basically, it sounds like it was getting to her a bit. Um, and Piers Morgan absolutely like went to town on her and said, basically, one of the tweets was, a mental health issue, mental health issues now, the go-to excuse for any poor performance in elite sport. What a joke. Just admit you did badly, you made mistakes, and you'll strive to do better next time. Kids need stronger role models, not this nonsense. Um, like, what do you make of that? Because... For me, one of the frustrating things that I find just very quickly before I get your take on it is, unfortunately, over the past, you know, probably mm -hmm. 10 years, there's been several high-profile footballers or sports people or famous yep. people who've taken their own lives. Of course, sure. of course, it's tragic and it's sad. And you get these people, like Piers Morgan, who will come out and say, we must do more to support these people, be nicer on social media, et cetera, et cetera. And then a week later, those same people who've said that will be calling some stranger all the names under the sun and just and Piers Morgan's being, you know, hounding uh, Meghan Markle or whatever. It's just very all hypocritical. But, like, I don't so know. What, where do you stand on it all, mate? It's, I've never listened to assholes, mate. It's like... That's just what I've just, you've just sort of pointed out. If you rise to the sort of asshole, mate, it's, I don't listen to assholes like him. Because mm. I just put him, I put him where he is on yeah. the, the scale of zero to asshole. And he's, you know, he's, he's right, actually right. off the scale, mate. He's actually probably 11 out of 10 on the, the scale but, of asshole. So you just didn't, I don't pay attention to what Piers Morris says. So I, I, like, I won't wake up tomorrow and think, I wonder what Piers is thinking about this. Today. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you've been, you know, you've, you've played I, Premier League. I think football. the fact we are talking about him is giving him a bit of satisfaction. Yeah, probably. I think he but wants, yeah, I think he enjoys he, it. Mate. He enjoys the attention. He enjoys of just the attention. He, negative he, or he might, positive. You know what? He, he might hear a book coming out or a TV show coming out. You know what? I'll go and say something or I'll go and be a just cunt to somebody. Something. I'll go and be a mm. cunt for a day. And that'll, no, any publicity is good publicity for these pricks, mate. Yeah. So, so, like, you've been a football, you know, you've been a footballer, obviously, but you've been like a Premier League footballer, an international footballer. You've been in the limelight and, and, and in, like, you know, criticised in the papers, on TV or whatever, mm -hmm. positive, negative. Like, how difficult is it to avoid if someone, if people are giving you a bit of grief on social media or whatever, like, how difficult is it to avoid it? If you're someone who uses social media fairly regularly, oh, like when I was younger, it bothered me. Yeah, it probably bothered mm. me when I was younger. But 
think as I got older, just just become a bit thick skinned to this sort of stuff. Um, but nah, definitely. That's why I sort of fear. I think younger players should be educated in how to deal with things like that because certainly when I was younger, you just had to get on with it. Just yeah. Deal. Even even criticism from the press. Mm. And yet, like yeah. I'm talking, like I was his age of nineteen, and I was getting hounded at one point because, like, that's quite an anxious. A wee shagger. That was like quite an anxious person. Person as yeah. a as a kid. So when I was in changing rooms, I was really quiet, and I was when I went to Scotland setup, I was really really quiet. Um, I remember having a poor training session, and I think because of I was. I wouldn't say nervous, just it was like an anxious kid. I was always like that. When I got on the pitch, it was usually good. Mm. But never ever shown any sort of anxiety when I was on the pitch. But I remember getting hounded by one of the managers saying oh, I was too nervous to, to start the game and stuff like that. That was okay. off the back of one training session, right? Um, and then the, the press jumped on it. And so you're talking about a 19, 18, 19 year old boy who's just been in the Scotland setup for the first time in his, his life. Mm. Um, getting hounded by the press and things like that. Like, I must admit, I, I, was, I struggled with that for a wee bit. I didn't really know what was going on. I felt like a bit of a... had one bad training session and all of a sudden yeah. I'm, I'm being and hounded. You, probably, you didn't know how to deal with it at all. Like, And I no. think... Like, the thing is, like, you look it, at the... I swear, it took me about three or four months before I got back playing properly. Yeah, I, well, the thing is, mate, right, is back when... Like you're off, I think you mean you were of similar age. It's like back when we were younger, 18, 19, even not involved in professional sport. Like, if you were struggling, it was kind of like, get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Man it wasn't up, like you, there was no there. support. There was no, um, it was just man up, you know, trying to get to the what's going on, what's bothering you, what's causing the issue. It was, come on, get on with it. And I yeah. think. For these, for, like you look at some of the uh, stuff which had like Raheem Sterling, for instance, for a, for a few years when he was young, like a young 18, 19, 20, there was in newspapers all across the UK on a daily basis, these stories about, and you know, often from like unnamed sources about how he had um, uh, eight kids from all these different women, like really like playing up like stereotypes and stuff. and. He had all these different children from different women and he and he's got this house and he's got this car and he's got this and he's got that and then as time went on and he became a bit more open as he got a bit older and did more media it turned out that that none of it was true he was actually yeah of course he's got a big house and he's got a decent car and all that but he actually was quite like a reserved character and you know he was in a long-term relationship and and it was just all bullshit and like Say he wasn't as mentally tough. My point being is, if he wasn't as mentally tough as he has turned out to be, mm-hmm. that could have taken all sorts of turns on his life. Whether it was a mental health aspect of it, or whether it was just a thing of he was in a long-term relationship, but because his partner sees in the papers that he's a shagger and he's got all these kids, does yep. she then you know does that cause whether she ends the relationship? But she's it's like in her head, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, is he? You know, is he yeah. hiding that from me? Is he lying? And like, I'm using him as an example, but there's, you know, it's hard, like ten it's millions to... of women in the UK press and what they've done to people. There's, but there's people who like to remain. There's footballers who like to remain private. There's footballers who use it 
the social media for their advantage with them, either course, advertisement yeah. or things like that. Oh, and that's you just some people. Some people. Some people seem to think that still that makes it an excuse for them to their yeah. private lives suddenly to be opened up and oh, yeah. because they use social media, it doesn't. I mean, if that happens, it, to you, anything, it, it doesn't mean anything. So, just think. Oh. <sighs> newspapers. There was trying, um, newspapers are trying to sell newspapers. Yeah. So they will look and dig it as much as they can on people. There was um, a person recently who said to me, um, so all my social medias are open and my pod- I've got the podcast pages and stuff. The only one I keep private is my Facebook profile is private because it's got pictures of my kids on. Yeah. So not realizing how much the channel was going to quite grow. And I was going to, you know, it's not by any means massive, but there's people watching. So I didn't want just, you know, random people being able to just look at pictures of my kids and stuff um, and where I live and all, you know, all stuff like that. So someone told me that because I had a YouTube channel um, and this is a semi-regular viewer as well. uh, Basically, because I've got a YouTube channel and I put myself out there to do podcasts and talk and stuff, I should one, I should accept them as a friend on Facebook because I hadn't. And two, I should open my Facebook profile regardless of what, if I don't want people to see pictures of my kids, I shouldn't put them on there. And I was like, just because I do a podcast or I got a YouTube channel or whatever, you know, doesn't mean that that suddenly opens up the rest of my life away from podcasts for people to to comment on or to look at. It's a weird thing, mate. And like, I'm talking on a very small scale, you know, yeah, with no. me, but just as an example, but like going back to the UK media, mate, there's been countless examples of them stitching footballers up and being complete twats to them, you know, ruining relationships, whether it's friendships or, or, mm. you know, relationships. It is, it's, it's horrendous, mate. It really is. And um, look at Wayne Rooney, mate. <laughs> like literally Wait, over the weekend, went for uh, went for some beers in China Whites after he managed Derby to a loss against Salford. Um, invited some girls over because they were on their birthday or whatever. And there, him and his friends were there. But then went back to the what's it called like the to the hotel room. He fell asleep. They took a load of photos next to him while he's asleep. By even by the next morning, because it's gone viral on social media. He's all over the newspapers. What's his missus going to think of that? Now, of course, that. should he make better decisions and do things different? Maybe. But he should also be, if he wants to go and have a few beers, he should be able to do that without yep. fear of being stitched up a little bit. Exactly. And like he's under tremendous pressure for his job at Derby now. And I think before this, they were probably going to give him, you know, at the very least this season, to bring in his own players and, and try and give it. And like, I think he's under a lot of pressure now and I think he might lose his job because of that. It's a weird one. And like Donna said there, bless Colleen. She's been through the ringer because of the, because of media. Um, and she's yeah. got that thing with what's his, uh, Jamie Vardy's wife. And I, uh, I'm not a big fan of media, mate. Fuck them. Yes. I didn't really pay much attention to it, man. Was there any um, media? Have you ever had like um, like a like a journalist who 
particularly rubs you up the wrong way, like a local journalist. Oh, loads, loads. Pisses you Hundreds off, and thousands of them. Is there any up way? Any of Cardiff way? Which nah, makes it sort it's of too bad. They were all the thing there, is, right? the good, the good down south because everything was recorded. The club recorded everything, so mm. you could get away with writing anything that was wasn't true. But we used to find when I, after the games at Aberdeen, especially you. You would come out of the stadium into a sort of tunnel environment and they would just snare you, mm. speak to you for five minutes and then you would go out. And then, um, because it wasn't recorded or anything, there was no sort of... It was all that shorthand that they used to do, you know? Like, yeah. Them. So it was just... I remember reading a few there. things and, oh, there was all sorts of shit. I was like... I don't just know. like adding little comments oh, and stuff that you hadn't said. I, I wouldn't have... Stuff that you, I would never have said in my life, uh, that's that's naughty, isn't it? And no, I think, but I was like, I was, again, I was only about seventy or eighteen. So what was I meant to do about that? Yeah, of course. Um, and a priming this is what you reminded me of actually was about just because people use social media. So uh, there was a news story over this week, this past weekend now about Marcus Rashford, um, and news story was running. I think it was in a couple of papers, and they were saying how Marcus Rashford has benefited commercially in the last eighteen months through all his charity work. And um, this journalist, and I use journalist in quotations because I think mm -hmm. he's a massive twat and he should have done his research. So he was slating um, Rashford for basically trying to paint this picture of he's used the chat, the, you know, the school dinner thing to improve his own financial status and his commercial, you know, he's got all sponsorships from it and whatever, well, which what, of course he has, of course, and why wouldn't he? But this is this thing, yeah, of course it's not. But listen to this. Um, however, and if this journalist had done his research, if you go to the Sunday Times givers list, which is like um, celebrities and footballers who gives the most to charity, um, Marcus Rashford has donated over twenty million pounds in to charity in the last eighteen, in that a same eighteen month period, and that equates to one hundred and twenty five percent of his. Uh, wealth earned in that time so I, of course they earned ridiculous amount of money but he's given away as much as he's earned according to that list in oh. the last 18 months but this journalist was so focused on trying to get like a stitch up job and make out like he was not what he was pertaining to be or whatever it may be do you see what I mean yep he holds um, yeah, he's up there he's wrong. up there with Piers Morgan yeah. Uh, and Reese has made a massive um, a good point there. He says, I remember when journalism was about uncovering dark stories, going undercover, exposing gangs or corruption and, and stuff like that. Now, it's almost like an extension of social media, which yeah, is used to attack people who are famous or make it's, them it's successful. Like, come on, it's Betty stories, mate. I, I Just like... Stuff it's you like, would see in the, the sport, the daily sport, mate. Stuff, stories you would see in the daily sport shit. years back. So I do remember some of them were just incredible. Well, that's what I mean. That's what, like, this is, but that's become the norm, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wrong, mate. It's, not that it's, I read uh, daily sport or anything like that. Of course not. Absolutely not. Never read. Why, so why would I read such? Sometimes when I was hungover, my mum would go, do you want anything from Tesco's? Sunday morning, I would purposely ask her to get me the daily sport. Oh, yeah. Just for a laugh, like. And she'd come back and she'd be like, I will not buy that again, Simon. Why have you asked me to get that newspaper? And I was like, oh, it's the sport. But not the sports. But yeah, I was hungover, so I had a 
a dark sense of humor at that time um so um in the last portion of the show we're gonna name our we're not gonna do a top 10 list today or a or a uh in the bin for the first two episodes of series two we're gonna do tonight is the uh the all-time scottish 11 oh. including including a manager which you know the manager's pretty obvious but bertie volks isn't it oh bertie mcvolks bertie mcvolks um and then next week or next episode we're gonna do the all-time welsh 11 and then for the final couple of few episodes of the series then we will do go back to alternating between top 10 lists and in the bin but um kevin mcnaughton would you like to do a couple of would you rathers to kick off oh yes let's get involved there. come on okay let's have a look what we got let's do this let's bring them up oh that's a bit boring i don't want don't want none of that like oh, easy get... would you rather oh. visit new york or new jersey i mean let's just let's that's ridiculous. New Jersey every time. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we want to go quite that dark either, but oh would you rather have a colonoscopy? What's that? Or so colonoscopy is, um, is the firm camera up the backside. Oh so look at the intestines. So yep. would you rather have that one? So it's not the flexy one. Which glides. Speaks from the, experience, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's the firm. The glider, uh, yeah, as you yeah, call it. It's, the, it's, it's not the gliding flexi one, which just gently moves around the intestine. Ah, yeah. It's the firm, long pipe. The, um, that's, or, a, it's a, that's a normal weekend for you, the old glider. Well, isn't it? yeah, the glider. It's the Friday nights. Um, or you can have um, one, it's a, it's a very small. Uh, like a pinhole camera, which goes down the, I believe it's pronounced urethra. Urethra. Yeah, down the old Johnson. Oh, which old one John would Johnson you rather? That's a disgusting question, but um... it is. It's probably come from JD in in, in the old United States of America. It's different. I think it's got to be the bum man. Which one would you rather? It's got to be, isn't it? Can't yeah. be putting down. Oh, the old William. So, have you ever heard that story about the fish that goes in there? Yeah, yeah. When you have a wee in the Amazon rainforest, isn't it? That's um, I never go on holiday. I never go to the Amazon. Yeah. See what I'm like reading? That's the reason. why you went to the Welsh Falaraki, mate, wasn't it? That is where I went to Talaraki, the Welsh Falaraki, because oh. I do not dare go near the Amazon because of this. The fish up the penis. Oh, mate, it's brutal. And I was, I saw a video on like. YouTube or Facebook yesterday, which had like you know top ten worst animals or something, and those oh, fish were in it. Tell me, he they were up there. And what they do is they it's not that they necessarily go up there. What they, they just do, the cozy up there. They they swim up the wall like as you're having a, a slash, and then they they go up and they go into your bladder, and then they die, and then that causes an infection, and your bladder kind of dies from the inside out. And Why did they go one of the only die, ways. One of the only ways to stop death once you've got it, or once the infection has started, What's is that? to chop off the old oh, Johnson on, and Johnson. Man. This is what this video said. Like it could be, yeah. But I think. But I'd why did he go up there? Is it like, is there a reason? Did he go up there um, to die? Because it's a stream you know of waters. Because the water's warm, I believe. 
Um, but they go up there yeah, to die. Uh, well, yeah, but they just no, they just die once they get there. Like, oh, right, they just yeah, they die. I've made that. I've made an error. You've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> a terrible mistake. Now we have to just die, and someone. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they go up there necessarily. I don't think it's like when a bee stings you, and they sting you, and then they they know they're gonna die. Yeah, the fish. Sure. They swim. They swim up the old and jack, go, uh, the, oh, the eye, no. and then, yeah, the old this. Johnson and Johnson, and then ah, I heard this happened to yeah. this happened to Tony the other day. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's bob. Oh, oh some nightmare. That's me done. So, so, what I can say is, when I've had uh, operation on my back and I had operation on my stomach and all these different things, where I was going to be immobile for like weeks, um, I had to have a catheter, and that, even when I was off my nut on painkillers, was the most excruciating, uh, painful, unpleasant, undignified. Uh, just traumatizing oh. thing that I could possibly. I honestly, I. I thought you were a bit excited mate, the way we were talking oh, well, about. Oh, mate, it's one it, of the most this is not my bag. No, not my bag at all. I was, I, and that's why I will take the, the ass pipe, every time. Arse pipe. Every single time, mate. You love a good ass pipe. Oh, mate, this I'd rather like that. that. In fact, oh. I kind of don't want. Nah, to. I, I must admit, I'm, I'm taking that. Take one for the team. Too much, too much to go down the, the Johnson. Yeah, Johnson that's one. no, that's no, that's not a pleasant one. Um, Craig Sullivan says, "Would you rather football came home, or would you rather it never able? It was never able to come home. But if England, uh, if if it never comes home for England ever, um, it will also mean that Scotland can never." Qualify for another tournament again. I'm just added to that a little what? bit. Sorry, so basically, that? So would you rather England, England, England win the World Cup or the Euros, but Scotland can do whatever they you know whatever they they do, or England will never win the Euros or the World Cup ever, but Scotland will never qualify for another tournament. Never qualify. That that's a bit yeah. harsh. Qualify. Well, that's why it's got to make it difficult, haven't you? Gotta make it difficult. Let's be honest. Scotland and see if you'd have said Scotland winning the World Cup, I would have laughed at you. Would have yeah, because it's not happen, is it? As um, I think it was Holgate that said, um, Scotland as well. San Marino, San Marino of the home nations, aren't they? That's not my words. That's Holgate that said. Oh, oh. he is an Englishman. Going through a little purple patch, areas. Oh. <laughs> Couple of players, do you? They'll soon be retired, my friend. Ah, ah, right. Oh. Craig clarified. He said, for clarification, um, so he said, England, would you rather it comes home or is never able to come home, but you're never able to go back to Scotland if England never wins a major tournament? So basically, you'd be, uh, you'd be booted out of Scotland, but England would never win a trophy. But you'd never be able to get back into your home country. Why? Why? Is, well, this is just a, one of the most random. So I'm not. I think they're trying home. to test how I'm much. I'm not it allowed take. to go home. Yeah, England never bring it home, and you never get to go home. So you'd have to come move back to Cardiff, I guess. That's fine. That's, I'll deal with that. Yeah, we can deal with that, mate. We can film that's this. Film this in a studio. That's for what Skype's for. That's what Skype's for, guys. Yeah. So all we do is we'd film this in a studio. <laughs> And then you'd have to Skype your, like your family and stuff. Yeah, just squeeze. Switch it around yeah. a bit. It's easy peasy. 
Would you rather keep wasting time answering these stupid questions or do something which would change your life, but you don't know whether it's for the better or worse? Well, that could be swimming with them fishes, could it? Mm. That's what could be. So, no, I'd rather just keep talking pish. <laughs> for £10 million, pounds, would you swim in like a little pond? Full of them fishes. For, for full of those fishes. You've got to swim in it for two minutes without getting out. But if you do it, you get £10 million. Pounds. Would you do that? Yeah. You'd risk it. I'd risk get, it for a biscuit. Just get some, get some sellotape out. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd use mine. But they're saying that. Don't they, only, mate, don't they only swim mate, up if you have a wee, innit? Mate, mine is that swim. long. I'd use it like a snorkel. You know, like, just <laughs> put it up there and I'd be under the water. Well, you, you can so breathe. Safe as houses, unless they can jump like well, dolphins, mate. Can't they jump like dolphins? It. Probably. And well, I would like, imagine oh, they can us, jump. Well, they can jump. Like obviously, in jumping some... in. I'd, I'd jump in like this, and then I would just hold it up like that because obviously it's that long. And then yeah. I'd be under the water. <laughs> unless they're like dolphins, mate. Unless it's like swimming. You know, unless we're going to Sea World, and uh, there's a couple of trainers with them guys just going in. You know, they've trained them to jump into the the penai from above the the penai. So, Wales Online headline tomorrow, Kevin McNaughton is carrying around a weapon that only dolphins can control. Listen. <laughs> this is going in a different direction, isn't it? This is going on. We did not oh. think we were talking about penises and fish crawling up them today. Yeah, this is not what was expected, but that's the no. beauty of Kevin McNaughton and scripted, <laughs> mate, is we never know what is going to come up. Celtic are losing in the Champions League. Surely not again, not not in the qualifying stage again. Yeah, probably it can't be possible, mate. Can it? Can it really? Could they do it again? They went. Did they go out last year in the qualifying stage? They love what? it, mate. They just love it. You do it for banter. Eh? Are they playing someone good, or is it like nah, they just, just some, like nah? Some Danish team, mate. Uh, rubbish, mate. Rubbish. Yeah. Would you rather be a pop singer or an actor? Donna says. Oh, actor. Donna's keeping it clean. 100% actor. Tom, Tom Hardy was at Barry Island over the weekend. Was he? He was, yeah. He came to see me. I filmed a secret podcast with him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. How's he, he getting said, on? Is he asking yeah, he said, he said he'll come and do a regular show if 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 I binned off Super Kevin scripted forever. I <laughs> said, no. I said, no you're Tom, you're having a laugh, mate. You asked him. Kevin McNaughton is the glue that holds... Ace Podcast Nation together. You, you speak about that. If you speak about Kev like that again, you'll go swimming in this big fish tank I've got in the back. So. Yeah. He said you'll be doing two minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> a couple of minutes in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, um, he's filming uh, Havoc, I believe it's called. Um, in in Barry Island. No, I hope not. That's sounds <laughs> appropriate. Well, Barry Island. What a place. I'm, a, I'm more a fan of a, of a Southern Down Beach myself. Um, FC Michelin's and it's 2 1 in extra time. So, oh, well. uh, one Viage itself. Oh, Rob, Rob Lay has got a, he's got a joke has about uh, a Scotsman. He says, uh, How can you tell if a Scotsman comes from the McDonald's clan? Something to do with Big Macs or something, eh? 
it didn't he hasn't said the answer yet so we'll have to wait for him to catch up come on rob if you're going to tell the joke you've got to tell the punchline as well it comes from the um, mcdonald's clan <laughs> it's got to be something daft about chicken nuggets or something like that yeah, he said if you lift up his kilt, he's got a full quarter pounder. He's from the Macdonald's. Read it a mile away. And um da, 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 which someone I uh, Rob Boyle, the man in the box, says, Would you rather Swansea win the Champions League or England win the World Cup? <laughs> oh, that's a toughie. Shoot myself in the heat. Oh, I think it. So. Can we get some fish questions again? Yeah, can we go back to talking about <laughs> flex, flexi, flexi glide? But it's like, like one of them is possible. The other one is just total nonsense. So, and uh, I, I think you he... comment on which one. Well, I think one you know is, which one. One, I'm of, them, one about. of them has. One of them has happened. The other mm. one is pure fabrication of the mind. Well, the way Swansea are so, going, mate, they're in big problems. They are signed Joe Hart, apparently. So that's a that's a big red flag for well, me, if anything. Um, Papa Dumbrist. James Costley says Celtic or Rangers, Kev. Um, I'm Dundee Aberdeen. fan. I'm Dundee fan. So um, I'd say because I played with Celtic boys as a kid, I'd say Celtic to more than Rangers. To be honest with you, I don't really care. Fair enough. Uh, Holgate, that says, Kev, do you think uh, Celtic and Rangers A and B teams should be added to make it a four-team league? I think he's referring to the Scottish Premier League. So he's basically saying, do you think Celtic and Rangers should have uh, their reserve teams be in the, in the Scottish league system? Nah. They're, they're, I don't even think they'd have a good enough team. Nah, they wouldn't anyway. have a good enough team to do that anyway. The problem would just be they'd be languishing around the maybe. I think there's a good chance this one. year, mate, that Celtic don't finish in the top two in the Scottish Premier League. Oh, do you fancy them not to? They do, um, because Rangers. I think Rangers have got a very very good team. Who's, who's finishing second? Who's finishing second? Well, Aberdeen, a good no. football inside. No, 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 no. Who else you got? Who else, who else is there? St. Johnston? Uh, no, St. Johnston, no. No, Motherwell? No. Hibs are not bad. Um, Hibernian. 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 No, that's... Fancy Rangers again, but... Yeah, you never know. Celtic will be no bad. I just don't think Celtic have... Nah, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll come all right. They need to sign... A, I still think they need some bodies. Yeah, the the man fans and our fan are not um, they're not loving the manager so far. But give him time, man. Uh, Rob Boyle from his box says hearts. Um, Donna says hearts. hearts. Um, Rob Boyle from his box says, "Have you been happy with Aberdeen's transfer window? Not particular. No particularly. I'm not particularly." Um, is Alan Hansen the greatest Scottish pundit of all time? No, super Alan McCoy. He's decent. Uh, he is superb. But he's, he's not dealing He's not dealing enough. Dealing enough. Nah, Dure. Hansen is dealing. Yeah, I used to love yeah. Alan Hansen. Thought he was a great pundit. Yeah, he was decent. I, li- I liked the fact that he was miserable as fuck, basically. 
Yeah, I need that. They made it for me. Right. Scotland all-time 11. We're going to yep. start with let's let's discuss some all-time great Scottish managers. Um the caveat is they do not have to have been manager of the Scottish national team. The Why qualification, not? the qualification to be selected for this position is they either have to have been Scottish national team manager or they have to be Scottish. So just, just have to be Scottish. Yeah. Well, there's only going to be one winner, aren't there? So Bertie Vokes. So why are we wasting our time? Who do you why who, who is your selection? Wasting our time. Scotland's best manager. Scotland's best manager is obviously Alex. Gotta be Fergie, isn't it? Gotta be Fergie. Um, anyone who comes close to him in terms for you, if you were picking your, your well, he's got like Scottish Alex McLeish, Craig Brown, Jockstein, Kenny Dalglish, Dalglish, yeah, Walter Smith, Walter Smith, yeah, was uh, Gordon Strachan, Malky Mackay, got to be up there, isn't he? Malky, oh, Malcolm. Anyone else? Yeah. Tom, Tommy nah. Burns. Bunch, I think yeah. um, to me, Fergie is obviously the, the clear winner, but then he probably the just winner. under that, you've got maybe uh, Craig Brown, Kenny Dalglish, Jock Steen, Walter Smith, maybe. Um, yes. What about um, some Samat Busby? Was Scottish, was he? Samat Busby. Was he Scottish? Uh, We'd have to check that. Why not? I'm sure I can't remember. That's, that sounds quite bad. I'm sure um, he did something about Scottish. No, I don't think he is. Or someone he? from that era is of he? United was is Scottish. He? Yeah, he was a Scottish football manager and player. See, was he? I know my, I know my shit. The bus buster. He was born in Orbiston, Bells Hill. Was he? Yes. So uh, that's bad that I don't know that. Eh? Yeah, it is a bit, and that I do. Um, Rob Boyle says got to be Jockstein Donna Perry says Tommy Doherty um, Tommy Doherty Tommy Doherty I, you know, it's Fergie isn't it let's, let's see it's um, just right it's so Fergie's, Fergie's the manager um, Scottish goalkeepers all time I mean you've got right. what are you Craig, Craig Gordon Craig Gordon uh, and Andy Andy Gorham Jim Layton Craig Gordon Jim Layton is the greatest. Did you just say Craig Gordon? Time. We'll yeah. go back to that. Craig Gordon, the greatest goalkeeper of Scottish history. In my opinion, the greatest Scottish goalkeeper in history is Neil Alexander, but you know, <coughs> David Marshall Oofed. would be up there too. Oh, David the Save would be up there. Um, Alan McGregor, Jim Layton, James Layton. There you go. You've got two. There's two. You Jim Layton. And there's another one you can choose from. You've got to guess who it is. Uh, Tommy Younger. Tommy Younger, no. Alan Ruff, no. Uh, Lee Alexander. You said his name, but uh, did I? Uh, Craig Gordon, Andy Gorham. That's the one. Yeah, good. Who would you pick? Who would you Jim, pick? Jim Layton, Scottish best goalkeeper of all time. I'd say Jim Layton. I'd go with Jim Layton as well, probably. He had a few calamities in it, but you know what keepers haven't. But then I think. Jim Layton obviously is like the retro pick, isn't he? But then I do think Neil Alexander and Dave the Save get to, are get right to, up there. Get to France. 
Neil Dave Alexander Marshall, is not anywhere near this list. Okay, Dave Marshall, got to be up there. Yes, it? Dave. I'd put Dave in the top ten. Top ten, but not yes. in, the, in the not like on the bench. Neil Alexander is in, not in the top fifty. Oof, rough. So if Jim Leighton's your goalie, I'd put him in. He's yep. in the team. Who is your goalkeeper on the bench? Andy Gorham. Andy Gorham, yeah. Yep. Not not Dave Marshall, friend, cohort. But no, it's just not it's not about friendship here. Yeah. It's not no, about so picking just, friends here. See, that was a test. And you passed. This is about picking the best Scottish eleven. It's not about okay. friends, mate. I can't okay. just say Tony, yeah. my pal, who lives in the streets, he's, he's in goals, mate, because he's a good keeper at fives. But well, I'm not going to do that because mm, that would just be ludicrous, mate. I would just I like make it, a mate. mockery of this sh- show completely. Indeed, we don't want that, mate. We're we not, don't want that. Know, this is this is this a factual is, show. This, talking facts here. It's a serious Jim show, mate. We don't, we don't mess about. We're not, it's, not, not, we, it's not as if we come on here and piss well, about listen, for an hour. We, we talk serious facts. Um, so <laughs> on the Scottish defenders front... Um, obviously, Scott McTominay would be the centre-back, uh, Captain America. He's a legend in his own right. Fantastic footballer. Is that right? Um, so, we've got Richard Goff. I think he's got to be up there, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. He's, he's, um, Alan he's, Hansen. He's, he's English, though, isn't he? He speaks English. Alan Hansen, yes. Alan go. Hansen, good. I think, has got to be. Yeah, got to be he's won a few trophies. He's won a few um, trophies. So in that case, if you count Richard Goff as like a bit English, nah, what about nah, nah, nah. what about uh, Colin Hendry? Is he is he oh, in the team? He's up there. It's him or McQueen for me. Uh, what about Morris Malpass? Nah, backpass. Morris backpass. Use the call because when the backpass wheel disappeared, he couldn't. Yeah, that's his thing. He's finished. Jackie McNamara. No, come on, behave. What about Alex McLeish? Yeah, you could, you could hazard, you could say maybe. What about? So we're what are we doing? Centre backs. Uh, Andy yes, Robertson, Hansen, McQueen, Hanson and McQueen, yeah. Gordon McQueen, Alan Hanson. Yes. Um, and then are we saying is um, Andy Robertson the right back, best right back Scotland have ever seen? Andy Robertson does not play right back, mate. There's there's one. Where's he, he play then? He plays left back. Alright. So who's your right back? You've then? just <laughs> just embarrassed myself, haven't I? I know you have just, just completely that is horrendous. Should be absolutely ashamed. Danny McGreen plays right back, the best right back and actually I'd go as far to say he's good enough to make Danny McGreen. He's good enough to make the world a living, mate. Okay, Danny McGrain, right back. Alan Hansen and Gordon McQueen centre backs, and then are we going? So you've got Gary Gillespie hasn't had a, had a mention. No, come on, Craig Tierney. Levine. I'm gonna say Tierney, left back. Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Just gone uh, a wee bit modern there. Is that the boy plays for Arsenal, isn't it? That's the lad. He's not even on my list to add. This is shocking. Arthur Alberston. No. 
Think of a and good centre midfield. Centre midfielder. Scottish centre midfielder. I'm trying to get Kieran Tini in the end. He's not, he's not happening. He's not Liverpool. Centre mid. Liverpool. Scottish centre mid. Sooness as well, isn't it? There you go. Sooness. Leeds legend, centre midfield. Um, Billy Bremner, is it? There you go. Billy Bremner. What about uh, Archie Gemmell, Gary McAllister? Still Come on. Gary McAllister's got to be in with a shout. No. Sooness. Bremner or McAllister? So you'd have Sooness in the middle. Yes. Um, and Bremner. And Billy Bremner on the left. What about yes. uh, Darren Fletcher? Don't. You need to stop this now. Gary McAllister, David Moyes, Jim Baxter. Did you just say David Moyes? I didn't. Uh, Craig Sullivan did. Craig Sullivan? Uh, deserves a, is what a oh, great, He a, deserves a berating that's for that. That's a block. That's an instant block. Uh, Craig also said, wasn't Shankly a defender? Dizzy never saw him play. <sighs> Don't know. Uh, Barry Ferguson? No, we've done with two settlements. We're two settlements are done. What? Soon as we're going four, four, Well, I've got four three three, mate. Come on. Four, four oh, Kev. Kev's gone. Kev's gone. Um so get some suggestions in. We'll, we'll quick, we'll get some in. We'll get some people in quick. We'll get David Moyes in there now. Get David Moyes. Um someone's just probably phoned him, that's all. He'll be back. Um so we've got Sunis and Bremner in the middle. Oof, we got Strachan, nah, man. I wouldn't have Strachan in there. I'd have Guy McAllister in there, mate, I think. Probably ahead of Sunis, because Sunis is a massive bell end. Um, but, you know, that's just me, I suppose. In it. Uh, so, guys, yeah, quick. As a, oh, he is, he's back. The wee man's back. Um, all right, man. Don't know what there. Someone just... Did someone try and phone you? Bit funny um, there. All right, a bit funny, a bit funny. So we got um, Graham Sooners and Billy Bremner centre midfield, uh, left wing. You got Robertson. Which Robertson? Andy. Uh, playing him out of position. It's rubbish. Needs a lesson he can do. What about James there. McFadden? Faddy, it's on the bench. John Robertson. Bruce no. Rioch. Paul McStay. Just shouting names. Give us something about them and don't Google uh, it. Lou McCar Lou McCary. Um Jimmy Johnston. Yes. He's in my team. Jimmy Johnston, where's he playing? Yes. Right wing. So we'll have Jimmy Johnston, right wing. Um Jimmy. Jimmy Johnston. What about Paul Lambert? Mm, bench. Very bench. Good. Bobby Collins. No, we're Jim. into the strikers now, mate. We've got a four-four-two playing here. Four-four-two. Right, if you don't get the two strikers that I've got on this list, deserve punched. Scotland have been blessed with with uh, the old. What about Stevie Nicol? Mate, but you've been serious here. Two, two of the best Scottish strikers in the history of Scotland. They're pretty uh, easy. This is the yeah, but, yeah, but they, come on. It's it's, it's low. It's got Alan Brazil. You got um. Kenny Dalgleish. Great, there's one. Robert of Fleck. Uh, Mo Johnston. Dennis Law. 
Well, Ali McCoy, Frank McAvenny, you got there. You got there Kenny Miller, games. Kenny Miller, the man who no. can't score at Wembley. You've got two. You've got the two of them. So who would you up? Mo Johnston. No. Dennis Law. Yes. Dennis Law and who? Daglish. Daglish. See, someone. Uh, who was it? Uh, Donna Perry said should have Kenny Daglish and Brian McClare up front. Uh, Rob Boyle says Big Duncan and McCoy up front. I got to say, what? Brian McClare is one of the most Dennis underrated. Law. You, yeah, Dennis Law or Big Dunk? Did somebody say? Yeah, someone that did. Um, to me, I think. Um, you mean you got like Graham Sharp? He's another one. Brian McClare is one of the most underrated <laughs> footballers in the last thirty years. <laughs> Which one are you go. laughing at? Like, Graham Sharp. I'm, try to, I'm trying to guess who you're taking out then. Daglish or Dennis yeah. Law? Daglish is shite. Always was. Overrated. Really, really struggled, didn't he? Yeah, he's rubbish. Scouts. Rubbish. Um, so at the moment, we've got a place at, at left wing because I refuse to put Robertson in there. You're putting him in there, Adam. Um, No, because this app will not allow it. Put so I have to play. He has to play at fullback. Um, so you're gonna have to think of another winger for your team to enable me to to, to proceed. Oh, the boy Gray. What was the guy's name? Eddie Gray. Eddie Gray. What no. about Don, Don Cowie? Nope. There's no room for a sentiment. I told you. What about Graham Leggett? You Leggett. Peter Lorimer. No, I've told you, Eddie Gray. James McFadden. Come on, Baddie's James McFadden. Like, Got to be in there. I'll let you have one person in there. Gary McAllister, mate. I'm surprised he's no, not in there. That's it. Confirmed team. So yep. the team is Jim Layton, Andy Robertson, Alan Hansen, Gordon McQueen. Uh, I couldn't put Tyranny in there because he wasn't on the list. So Weir's in at fullback. Uh, James McFadden. Graham Sunis. Oh, Robertson in at fullback. I got him. Robert, so you have fullbacks of Robertson and Weir, and your no, centre backs are Hanson and McQueen. Danny, Danny McGrain. That's who you said, wasn't it? Uh, what's his name? What's his, what's his first name? Danny. Danny. Danny McGrain. He's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. Never mind. There we go. So you've got him and Robertson at fullback, Hanson and McQueen in centre backs. You've got James McFadden on one wing, uh, Jimmy Johnston on the other. Sunis and Bremner in the midfield. Yep. Dennis Law and Kenny Dalglish up front. That is some team. Oh, we would piss all over Wales with that team. Well, we'll see next week when we pick Wales' all-time 11. Oh, uh, piss all over that team as well. Nah, mate. I've got to just drop it into uh, into the Super Cavs. Super Cavs. Uh, all-time Scotland 11. And then he's gonna super care all time. It's got the eleven. And then there's a little link for people to go and have a look. And then next week we'll pick them against each other, and we'll see uh, which people think would win a game of football. Oh, we would dick use, man. We would actually get one of them gliders, mate. Oh, mate, you got a lot of average draws. We would get one of them gliders and insert it where the sun don't shine. Oh, oh come on, mate. You, you said there was no room for sentiment. You are like. Wales have got so many world-class players to choose from. 
that they literally <laughs> just two. don't know. You've got two guys. Oh, over the years, what about Craig Bellamy and Giggs oh, and all these other people? Bellers, how many, champions, how many golden boots does Bellers won? Right, he was a golden golfer. He golden golf, wasn't he? Oh, sorry. Um, how about uh, Dean Saunders? How many Ian Rush, Mark Hughes. How many Ballon d'Ors has um, <clears throat> Bellamy won? Well, he was a supporting player to the other world-class players, isn't it? He was helping out the, the lesser players. Because what you've got to remember, Kev, is you've got Dean Saunders, Ian Rush, Mark Hughes. These are serial winners. The, the, biggest, the biggest European trophies in football. Dennis Law. Traitor, he? got no team. Like He's got no, um, Do you know what no loyalty. No loyalty. We should have a look at this, right? And see how many trophies every right. Don't you start googling who's got the most trophies and <laughs> right. <laughs> just pick the players who've got the most trophies, is it? Right. But I'm just saying. Alright, we'll compare who this, won the most if European you look trophies. At this star-studded lineup, you will look and see go, wow, they have won a hell of a lot of accolades over the years. Okay. Okay. I've just uh, I've tweeted out your all-time eleven. Very um, good. Indeed, mate. Very, very good. Um, I'm very sad to say, Kev, uh, and it might be because we I announced it fairly late in the day on Monday. We haven't got a dear Kev for this week, but hopefully that will change next week. Um, Gary Speed, Ian Rush, John Charles, John Toshak. Gareth Bale might not even make the side, mate. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Wales going to smash right. it. Right. Gareth Bale and Ramsey, who else have you got in your team? What other well, I just named you loads. In for what now? What now? Savage. Savage ain't getting anywhere near it. Not even be on the bench, mate. Savage. Neville Southall in goal. Oh. Big Nev. Oh, big Nev, eh? Uh, well, yeah. He's got a few accolades, isn't he? Hundred. He, is. <laughs> he won the fastest pie in competition. Oh, don't be, you can't can't slag off Big Nev. Absolute legend of a man. Not having that. Accolades. Not having that at all. Accolades, mate. But there's a, there's a few. Kevin Ratcliffe, of course. To oh. be right there. Um, we'll have a look, mate. We'll have a look. ボーイズオンリーのカナルバイスコシティとホーズオンリーいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやい
Celtic are out of the Champions League at the bloody preliminary stage again. Hold on a minute. Done. Try, I'm racking my brains here Over. for a second. How many Welsh teams have, have won it? The Champions won, League. Won Champions League. Well, Gareth Bale won it single-handedly for uh, Real Madrid, didn't he? So, just, I mean, I'm just, just racking, just racking my brains. Racking your brains. Unfortunately, Gareth Bale, well, Gareth can, Bale can literally won Real Madrid, the World, the European Champions League, didn't he? I'm pretty sure that's a Spanish club. Yeah, but he won it for him. If it, it wasn't for him, the Welshman. The European the Cup. Win. Just racking my brains. Say it right. You've got to emphasize the P, Kev. Um, Kevin McLean. Danny, Danny McGrain had it in his hands. Danny McGrain. Never even heard of him. Right. I'm pretty sure you made him up. Oh, Average. This boy? One of the best players the world has ever seen. I will. I'll, I will look him up. I know who he is. I'm going to play. You don't he's have no, a clue. He's no so I do know who he is. Stupid. He's a very famous Scottish fullback. See, you Google it right now. Uh, don't need to Google Daniel. Daniel. People used to call him Daniel because he was so reminiscent of um like the Italian fullbacks in his time. He was uh, superb. Very, very good. And I'm not Googling him as we speak. Daniel McGrain. Danny McGrain, mate, they used to call him. Obviously he played a lot of his time at Celtic. Um, I believe you know, he was born in the 50s, right? First no. of May, 1st of May, 1950. That's, that's a common like mistake. That's a common mistake. Finiston, he was born in Glasgow. Whereabouts? Glasgow, in Finiston. Finiston, okay. Mate, he, someone who played 680 games plus for Celtic between like the 70s and 80s is obviously a good footballer. Not bad. Simple as that, isn't it? Um, and I, I'm going off the top of my head, like, you know, he probably played for some other teams, but it is. It's just one of those things, mate. Um, my mind, my memory is not what it used to be, but, um, you know, he had a little stint in management as well, of course. For our growth, did you know that? He won the four fast. He won the four fast. He was a crap manager. He won a four fast cup. What's the four fast cup? It's just shit cup. Is that like the amateur? Is that the equivalent of like the Welsh Cup? It's gone the same. No one cares. Right. So we will be back, not with next week, but the week after. Keep an eye on your social media, guys, because the day may vary up a little bit in terms of what day we're on. Some weeks we might be on Friday after the championship show. Some days we'll be on a Wednesday, like this, eight o'clock. We'll 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 have to play it by ear, but it will be every other week uh, for between eight to twelve episodes. We don't know how many episodes yet, and um, we will see how it goes. But um, we'll be back two weeks time, and uh, next episode we'll be doing our all-time Welsh eleven to pit against the Scottish eleven, which Kev picked tonight, and I tweeted out. Please do give it a share. And, uh, of course, spread the word. Um, I'll put the audio version of this show out tomorrow morning. Uh, and I'd appreciate it, guys, if if you'd not only share it, but I'd really appreciate it if you'd also download it, um, even though you've just watched it. it. Download it, listen and to it, help us, because it. obviously it's uh, we're sharing on this is, new... Sharing this, is caring. Sharing is caring. 
and you know the bits and the hips are gone so like shakira we have to support play, ourselves kev it's been a pleasure mate as always always enjoy our rambling it's been fun mate and i can't wait to piss can he wait nah mate the only thing you'll be pissing over is those um those fish when they fly up the river glasgow well, if they've been dolphin trained maybe maybe mate but um sorry we've got the cameras at the ready um right guys appreciate it spread words say hello we'll be back soon uh see you monday for the andy Campbell football show sunday for the danny batten fight show and uh see you soon for the next episode of super kevin scripted nice one surprise motherfucker the fuck is that guy? Yes, you understood You fucking asked me that. Well, to be fair, it's not going to always get on. Well, fuck, you can try. You're going to say like that. You busted up to the stand-up. Are you talking about the same Eddie I was talking about? Amazing. Eddie Johnson. Fuck this yeah. Is, this is what you used to sing every morning. That, I'm adding that to the, to the intro. Don't you singing it and the real the motherfucking day. Classic. You just come in. You just come every morning and go. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Motherfucking day. That's every. That's what I used to say. Yeah, I'd have to start my day. I'd be phoning him up every morning, like when we wake up. And say, Eddie, 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 you can't start the day like that. He went. Fuck yeah. I used to say it every morning. I used to say, even though scoring to be well, what's your thoughts? And he just went. Fuck yeah. Why are we so good? <laughs> That's the reason I'm a Spent that, you know, my upbringing was, you know, running away from the police. <laughs> so going up to you and go, Kev. Sports Social Podcast Network.